Hi everyone, this is Kyle Reed. I'm here with Chad Vale, and this is episode three of NEPA Inspired. Uh, we're happy to welcome today uh, Misty and Ben Simon. Um, thank you guys for coming in today. We, we really appreciate it. Um, they're here today to talk about uh, an organization or an event and everything kind of that they put together for teens. Um, we have a lot of things in our area that for the younger children, but they developed this because teens kind of get overlooked. Um, Misty, can you kind of give us like a little brief summary before we dive into it? A brief summary? Sure. Like a little quick of what you, how you started this or what, what the concept of it is. Um, in 2015, my son, myself, and two of his friends were in a really bad car crash. Um, our son was in the hospital for two months. I lost my job in that time. Ben just had surgery, so he wasn't working. When he got home after the several months of being there, um, I called for help because I lost my job, Ben lost his job, and I was told they only go up to the age of 12 and sign-ups were in September and October, so we had missed the sign-ups and this was December when I had called. So, um, you know, we were a little upset about it because we didn't know what we were going to do, but we had awesome friends and a great community that rallied together and provided Christmas for both of our children. But um, so then about two years later, I was thinking about it and I just felt like teens, just from our experience, our daughter was 14 at the time and she had experience almost losing her brother and being at hospitals for months at a time. And uh, the other agencies kind of just said, well, she's 14, she doesn't need to have Christmas. And I didn't feel that was fair. So November, 2017, we were at my birthday dinner, just talking to friends. and. I said that I wanted to provide Christmas for five boys and five girls. And uh, with some help with just two businesses at the time and a couple of friends, uh, we ended up uh, providing Christmas for 38 kids that year instead of 10. That's, that's incredible. That's awesome. That was the first year. Yeah. Go, anticipating going for five, uh, five boys, five girls, and yes. kind of times in that by seven, a little over seven times, is definitely going out and just going over the top. Now, kind of if we rewind a little bit, your uh, your son Josh. So when he when he was there, um, kind of those things that he he obviously had a lot of surgeries and a lot of things of that sort. That kind of how did that like affect you? Did he did did it bring you guys down or did his motivation help kind of motivate you guys more to kind of bring you up? I don't know if Ben wants. I see him nodding his head over here. He kind of wants to jump in on this one. Well, Misty and I we're family uh, we're family oriented people. So everything was always about family. And, you know, at that time, Josh, Josh's brain injury, he wasn't able to recognize what was really going on. So uh, Misty and I, it wasn't so much as motivation, but because of what happened, we just wanted to make sure that nobody felt what we felt. You know what I mean? Like, it was, it was tough. It was rough. And like Misty said, we have great friends that came together in the community. So, um, you know, it was, it was just a, a tough situation that, helped us do better for our community. Absolutely, and uh, knowing you outside the school, uh, Ben more than a little bit than Misty, uh, you guys aren't very people that like to be knocked down and stay down. You're, uh, you're definitely a, a fighting family from, from the beginning, so that, that little pre-story definitely describes you guys very, very well on how you guys handle situations. You can lay down and take it, or you can stand up and make the best of any situation. It depends on what you want to do in life. So, and... You know, Misty pushes me to be the best, and she, I push her to be her best. So and that's, it works out well. I was going to say, that's, that's what it's all about, the teamwork there. If you don't work yeah. together, there, there's no I in team there. 
So then you, you, you fast forward those two years, um, and then you started your first one, you got, you, you over-exceed it. What, after you over-exceeded what your first goal is, where do you go from there mentally? Like, what was the next goal, or what was the next stage that you wanted to kind of go for? Well, I will say that we decided we needed to wrap presents somewhere else between my living room and dining room after that first <laughs> yeah. year. Because um, that's where we did them all. Because we don't just collect them, we wrap them. Because I wanted to, my goal is Christmas magic for the teens, so I don't want them to see the gifts ahead of time. I don't want the family to see the gifts ahead of time. I want everybody to be surprised when they open them. So we always wrap them, and we put the kids' names on them. But uh, from there, I said, you know, if we plan this ahead of time, because we did that with, in five weeks, and uh, my friend's daughter was earning a Girl Scout badge at the time, and the Girl Scouts helps us out with the location. And so that helped, but um, I said, if we could do 33 teens, why can't we do more? So the following year, we did it. Um, we got out in the community a little bit more. Um, we ended up with six drop-off locations that year, and we provided Christmas magic to just over 100 teens the following year. So that was with six locations and friends and family donating. So we wrapped and sorted at the Girl Scout Hall again that year. Um, we allowed families to come in. Sometimes we do have extra donations that we don't gift, like um, shampoos, things, deodorants. So what we do is at the end, except, well, I'll get to this year. Um, at the end, <laughs> when they come to pick up their their gifts for their teens. If they have three teens, they get to pick three additional items from the leftover items. So we try not to have any carryover from the following year. Um, what? The next two years. Okay. Sure. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll jump ahead. We'll come back. I got a couple sure. questions about this. Oh, first. go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go do ahead. you want to run it? Or no, I, Kyle's running. I'm he just asked here for the next year, so I gave him the next year. You said, so you have, you have five <laughs> drop-off locations. That um, year. That was 2018. Okay. So when you're doing this, um, is it just you guys? Is it other volunteers from the area? Like how, how many people, you said you provide to 100 kids. How many people in total help you get to that goal? <laughs> okay. So the first year, it was just... Our family and my friend's family that did it. Second year, it was our family, my friend's family, another family, and then we asked for volunteers to help sort and wrap that year. What we do is we sort it like sports, uh, cosmetics, things like that, and then um, the volunteers, when they wrap and they sort, they get the application of the teens, and they kind of shop for the teens, and each teen gets four to five items. So they walk around the room and pick items that they think would match the teen's uh, application, and then they wrap them and put their name on it. So. But yeah, this is just a couple families together. We don't have any backing from any major corporations. This is just us. Okay. It's just a couple friends getting together trying to help out. Absolutely, and I think it's incredible that you don't a lot, like you don't, your goal is not to have leftovers. Because I know a lot of organizations collect so much that it's just physically impossible for them to give out or they just don't give out the the full need of it where you are starting pretty much from ground zero every year because you want the you want fresh you want new you want improved you want you don't want some kid getting some toy that was cool two years ago and is now going to sit in his closet because he got didn't get the latest model or whatever it may be yeah, there's, well, there's kind of. There's well, there's the storage issue. There's also the issue of um, like in 2018, I think it was. We had a couple of families that didn't show up, and we had some leftovers. So we have some friends that had children, so we just called and said, "Hey, you have any families that use the extra?" And we delivered to them. So um, 
We also, the way that the kids get their gifts is I post them after I get their application. As I post the kids and their interests, we don't ask the kids what they want because, again, it's supposed to be Christmas magic and a surprise, so we get their interests, not what they want for Christmas. And uh, people donate. This year we did a, um, a wish list because of COVID, but uh, people donate based on the kids' interests, and then... Uh, so we try to keep it as, you know, certain things, you know, you can hold over like hair ties. Girls always want hair ties. So if they're leftover, we yeah. put them in my attic until next year. Absolutely. And we just experienced uh, makeup does not sit well in an attic. <laughs> <laughs> so we learned uh, that one the hard way. Oh, yeah, melted lipstick. Or yeah, <laughs> like I was surprised. Like some of the stuff like melted, and I was like, "This, this is all garbage." <laughs> and it wasn't much, but it was just a little bit. And like she said, it's storage. Like we do this out of our home, so if we have anything left over, that means we have to store it, and we don't want to do that. <laughs> we, we'd rather give it to someone who needs it than go to waste. You know what I mean? so. And that also, having the leftovers, though, also allows us to still accept applications. Most days, the day before distribution, we've dropped off gifts to people on Christmas Eve just to make sure that they had them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we do try like to get leftovers if they come in later. We still wrap for them. It may not be exactly what they want because I can't get the application out there. Absolutely, but something but at that point is yes. better than nothing. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so then you, you said you have six drop-off locations. Do you go to certain businesses too, or are they like family-friend businesses, or is this something anyone in our community can get involved in and kind of reach out to you or re- they, you reach out to them that they can have be, be a drop-off location? Because I know, again, other, location, other organizations do drive around, but is this something that they can reach out to you and be involved in if they want to, if they have that choice? Yeah, we've gotten our drop-off locations both ways. We go and ask, you know, we have friends or family or businesses. We started with them first, actually. And then um, just that certain businesses that may want to help, we ask them, would you be interested? And uh, businesses have actually contacted us and said, hey, I heard about your organization. I'd like to be a drop-off next year. So that we've gotten them through that way, too. Mm. That's and awesome. the drop-off boxes, we wrap them ourselves with wrapping paper, and uh, we put the little flyer on there. So. Definitely. Um, so uh, obviously on the on the back end of it, the wrapping paper, the the tape, scissors, the name tags on them, the boxes, all of that has to come from somewhere. It comes from from you guys. Do you do you accept monetary donations for for from people to allow to assist on that back end because. I mean, even if you got to wrap 100 gifts, I know some parents who have to wrap 20 gifts for their household, that gets costly in the end. So <laughs> wrapping for 100, 200 kids, I can't imagine. Lots of paper cuts, too. Yes. <laughs> I don't wrap the gifts in my own household, so I don't have that issue, So and I'm not good at it, so I just delegated on that end. But is that something that, like, an opportunity that someone maybe not be able to get involved in one way, can they reach out another way? And kind of yeah. do that. We do. In the beginning, I said I didn't want any money. I just wanted, like, the donations because I didn't want to handle money. But as we get bigger, I realize we may need those kind of donations. So the last year or two, we have accepted that. So we could buy the tape, the wrapping paper, scissors, name tags. Um, I know we're not up to this year yet, but, like, this year we provided a whole an entire Christmas dinner uh, with money that we were given in gift cards. We provided a whole Christmas dinner to a family, including an entire Christmas for the mom and the little boy. Um, awesome. The little boy has cancer. He may not be here much longer. So um, we provided their entire Christmas for them, dinner included. And then we uh, substituted another family's dinner, like Christmas Eve, because the family called and really needed the help. And then we also put uh, somebody, a sponsor wanted to adopt a family for dinner, but we already had our family picked out that we helped. But we knew of another family who 
took on a bunch of kids because of unfortunate circumstances, and uh, that donor provided their entire Christmas dinner for them too. So. That's awesome. So previously, before it being that you didn't want monetary donations, the the get the the wrapping paper and the tape and everything like that came from. You guys. Yeah. We bought it. We did have a generous donation our second year. There was an older gentleman who let Ben and Josh come in his house and just cleared out all this wrapping paper. It really lasted us two years. To, and Almost I'm started. glad you said we that. We still use some this year. Because that's something I would, I would have forgotten to uh, bring up. But we're basically at the end of that donation. So if anybody could help out, it would be greatly appreciated. They don't have to give money. And right now it's hard to get wrapping paper, but Amazon always has it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, you know, things like that, if they want to send, like, couple pair of scissors you don't ever have to give us money amazon you can ship it to the, ship it to a certain location we really don't like to give our address out because no, absolutely you know, not whatever so. yeah yeah no no you don't want some people knocking at your door at two no, o'clock in the morning no, with wrapping no. paper here i got these for you <laughs> no <laughs> but um that's awesome that you guys i mean you started this from your own pockets just to give back to other families but obviously leading into the last year that we've had. I mean, businesses alone struggled, but being a, I'm going to consider it a nonprofit because you don't do this for any, anything in your own pockets. Doing something of this sort and getting people gifts and all that with, with COVID kind of puts you guys as a bind or your kind of hands are tied in that situation. So I'll say getting drop off locations was a little more difficult this year. People who've been with us for a couple of years, they were like, yeah, bring it on in. We'll see what we can do. But uh, new places were a little more hesitant, one, because they didn't even know how long they would be open for, you know. Um, so we switched to the Amazon wish list this year, and we got a lot of donations to the Amazon wish list this year. It was, I think, um, we had one business that did awesome with the drop-off location, uh, but the Amazon wish list, I think, really carried us this year, honestly. Yeah. Um, and because of that, we actually... so. 2019, we were able to help 137 teens, 82 families. Uh, this past year, it was a little lower because COVID made it a lot harder to be able to connect with our families. You guys saw all the stuff with the mail issues. So we got applications like three weeks after Christmas was done and over with. So, um, But we still helped uh, a good amount of teens this year. Um, Sorry. No, you're good. I'm scanning your notes for the exact number you want I to am, right on. I am, because I don't want to give a wrong number. So we helped 53 families this year still, and 98 teens is what it ended up being, not including the families that we gave dinners to. So we still had a high number, but I know that the need was much larger than we were able to accommodate, and actually, I was a little upset about it. I was stressed. I was losing sleep. I said, I know there's more families out there, but when you can't have in-person sign-ups and you can't be in person with the families, it makes it a lot harder, and then... People are mailing stuff in, their applications, we either didn't get them or we got them, like I said, two, three weeks after Christmas. So I have a question. Just on the, the present distribution end, um, are you guys primarily Wilkes-Barre area, Luzerne County? I mean, obviously, I, I wouldn't think that you're all of Northeast PA because you can't so. be driving to Sarah to deliver presents. So. <laughs> well, we don't deliver at all. Kyle has been awesome the last two years and allowed us to use the school. I didn't know that. Um, I, yes. I, I was trying not to bring myself into the conversation. <laughs> he has allowed us to use uh, the MMA studio to uh, sort, wrap, and distribute, actually. So we don't deliver um, unless it's like an extreme circumstance. You okay. know, we had a couple that I won't talk about publicly, yeah. but um, we did deliver to them. They come to us. Uh, I have had families drive two hours to come and get help oh, in okay. past years. That's awesome. um, we are based in Luzerne County. Our drop-off locations are in drop-off Luzerne County. We had one in Scranton a couple years ago. 
Um, I tell the families, as long as you could get to the Wilkes-Barre area for pickup, you're welcome to apply. So that's awesome. And that's good. It doesn't, li it doesn't limit, you know, per county or per area. That's no, nice as long as they're able it. to get to us, if they need it, we'll give it to them. And we try to help as many people as we can. Like, you know, um, I do reach out to the community. I have, you know, I have Kyle as a friend who did give us the karate studio um, to do everything we needed. This year was a little challenging because we weren't sure if we were going to be able to do it because of COVID, insurance, all that stuff. So uh, what it came down to is we had to come up with us guys, myself and a friend, Tim, um, and my son, Josh. We actually stood outside with masks on. The ladies, we tell them who was there. They had to supply the ID and everything like that. We would tell the, lady, the girls inside, um, hey, this is the family here, family number seven. Because we don't go by name because if anybody's helping, they shouldn't know the people's name. Like, it's yeah. not about who you know. It's just, you know, whatever. So we'd tell them, and then they would give us the bag, and then we would have the people pop their trunk, put it in there, and not make contact. Yeah. So uh, that's how it had to work out this past year. I will say we also had a donation of toothbrushes and toothpaste right at the end last year, mm -hmm. this past year, and masks. So we gave them out to, if there were five people in the family, we gave them five masks and five toothbrushes yeah. until we ran out. So, so um, and community has been great with us too. Mm -hmm. uh, besides from the drop-off locations, like the local pizzerias, Pizza Bella, Franco's, Grotto, um, I would tell them, hey, listen, we're having a wrapping session. Uh, for the gifts for teens and they would just ask for the letterhead or whatever and they they donated pizza to feed our volunteers all four years all yeah. four years so like we're definitely grateful for our community because they say it takes a village to build up a family was well, the same thing where we all live here we all got to take care of each other so that's a good way to look at it because a lot of people don't look at it that way i think <laughs> No, especially awesome. especially this area, a lot of the good gets overlooked for a lot of the bad. Um, and that's kind of like why we were just previously talking before we started this, that not, not enough people uh, like you guys get get the recognition. I know you don't do it for that reason, I, and I know um, that's not the reason why you're even on this podcast. I kind of had to, like, twist your arm a little bit over here to get you here, yeah, a, little a little pry in. But, uh, I mean, people like you guys go underneath the radar and do so much for the community, for the teens, um, that just you, you're as well deserved. Um, the other good thing with that too is it's you know coming in and talking like I know we talked about doing PA Live or whatever it might be, just any promotion and talking about your program is good and that helps you raise just helps you raise the amount of donations and kids that you can help every year. Right. I do say. Uh... It's like a double-edged sword, though, whenever we do these things, because it gives us the exposure. We usually get more donations. We usually get more drop-off locations, but then we also get more families. So then every year I get nervous that maybe the family family need won't equal the extra donations that we get every year. So it is like a double-edged sword whenever we promote it. And, so. and, you know, like you said, with every good, there's bad. Like, there's there's been times to where we, we were hurt because there was families trying to take advantage of the Mm -hmm. oh. Don't. It's it's fine. There was families that tried. I'm gonna yeah. be honest. There were families that tried to take advantage of it because we didn't require. At first, we didn't require anything. Yeah. Just fill out an application, and we're gonna try to help you. But then, through ways like we were told that family didn't have children. So then we started. We're not. We just say, hey, show us your the birth certificates. Yeah. We don't require social security numbers. We don't. Just yeah. show us your ID, birth certificates, names match up. Okay, great. Now we're gonna help you. Yeah. I'll explain the reason for that. 
because the first year we have people coming to sign up and they feel like they need to pour their heart out and beg for our help. If you're coming, I'm going to assume that you need the help. You're not, most people aren't going to ask for help like that if they aren't in a position where they need the help. So I don't need them to be embarrassed and sitting at our registration and saying I'm so sorry and fumbling all these social security cards and medical cards and all this other stuff. So we, I try to keep it still simple because it's already humbling for them to have to come and ask for the help. So I try to keep it simple. Yeah. I feel like that goes with any type of organization or any type of nonprofit. There's always that very fine, fine line that you as the organizer and those as the ones who want to participate or be involved of how much they should be involved or shouldn't be involved. There's a very, very fine line that anyone walks on that. And it's... We- <laughs> And it's tough because we're not a corporation. We're just a family trying to help other families. Absolutely. And it's not just us. Our, our, you know, it's all of us as a unit. Um, so we're just trying to help. So we don't have, we don't want to do all that. We mm-hmm. don't want to have, like Misty said, we don't want to have to put them through the ringer. But at the same time, we need people to be honest. And that's it. I will say I do keep very good records. So this year, I couldn't understand the handwriting on the one application. So I went back and I'm like, oh, I remember this lady so I went back to her old application from two years ago her kids were still the same age last two years ago as they were this year and she never returned a phone calls about it but um <laughs> like, so <well>. I did. <laughs> simple things like that but yeah. it's good that you keep a record of it we, yeah. so yeah and it's fine like we understand like people will always try to take a good person's intentions to try to benefit themselves, and that's going to happen no matter what no matter what you're doing but um I just, the only the part that bothers me is that they're taking away from a family that can really need. Mm-hmm. And we, we always try to go above and beyond for everybody. Um, you know, this year, this year we're actually going, we're applying for the uh, 5013C, but uh, the trying to find a lawyer is kind of tough because I knew H&R Block had one. And then the, the people who do our taxes and they moved away. Yeah from the uh, Edwardsville location. So that's who I was going to go through, and then they were gone. Yeah. So, um, so if you're any lawyers listening to this podcast, <laughs> there's, your, there's your, hey, phone a friend so, kind of thing. I was, I was kind of waiting until the end on that because that can, going that route can sort of greatly, and this is up to you guys, but that can greatly increase the amount of things that you're able to do. Because once you get that 501c3, like I literally, so my job is in, I do government relations and grant work. So I literally, that's like my job is writing grants for nonprofits and bringing money in. So that's why I was asking, like, how, you know, once you start talking about donations and things, I was wondering how you do it. If it's just through, you know, GoFundMe or, or how your donations come in or anything like that, because it would really open up, you know, what you're doing and could really expand your reach. Yeah, no, basically, like Misty said, we just, we ask local businesses, this is who we are. We're not asking you guys for money. We're just asking, put a box here. Mm-hmm. They can shop in your store. and it's, Or if they even shop at a different store, drop it off. But at the same time, you know, if you're coming to someone else's store, you're going to look around. So it, it could help the local businesses, too. What we did do this year is Hot Topic gave a great donation of, like, all these beautiful purses. They were, like, Disney purses, uh, mm-hmm. All different character shows, shows that I didn't even know, but some of the other people knew who they were. And ones that didn't match up to teens and um, were left over, we auctioned a couple of them off. Like, we sold them off for um, to help provide the meals for the families. Is what right. we so did. That was going to be one of my next question. Do, mm-hmm. like, 
other, I don't want to say corporations, but big businesses, have they besides Hot Topic, uh, have you reached out to them about your type of business and if there were a way they can extend their hand? So with him knowing about the mm-hmm. business aspect, when you go to a bigger corporation, the first thing they ask you is 5013C. 5013C. Yeah. We need that paperwork. So, you know, it's not that we, we, we would love to have big corporations help. Um, and we're, we're going to make that step. It's just a matter of right now we just try to keep it local. Like, you know, let's see, let the community help the community. Absolutely. So, uh, but we're ready to take that step. <laughs> Misty's over here smiling. I was going to say. <laughs> I, only made, I only smile like that because we, uh, we've had family and friends reach out that live in other states that want me that was, to, you know, expand the program to them. And I am all for it because my hope is that one day Gifts for Teens will be as big as Toys for Tots and some of the other programs. But it's because we are so small that would require me going to these other states to make sure it is run the way we are running it. Like, right. And I don't mean to sound like a control freak, but I want it done the way I want it done. And it's working that were, way, and that's how I want it done. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So. When you go to McDonald's and order a burger, you get the same burger whatever well. McDonald's. Sometimes. We'll go sometimes. 90%. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah. It's kind of the same idea. You know, I want it yeah. to be run the same that's way. That's what I was going to so. talk about. With the same intentions as we have, mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. Is wanting it to, to spread to not only our community, but something that someone can say, oh, you have a cousin in, I have a sister who lives in Florida, and she can say, oh, I just went to this store and I saw a Gifts for Teens box. Yeah. Like, uh, like that would be an incredible accomplishment, mm-hmm. I feel like, from starting from a dinner table with hanging out with your friends five, six years ago to, uh, to now something that you can go across the country and it's a, a recognized brand yes. or a recognized mm-hmm. kind of organization. Yes. We are, we are, um, what, I'm trying, sorry. I don't know. Never mind. We are registered with the state though. So we do have our EIN. Okay. So it's not that, like, this is, this is a trademark name. Yep. This is, this is Misty's thing. It's been a thing. gradual thing. We're, yeah. It grows every year. In Absolutely. every aspect, it grows every so. year. Um, we actually started off calling it Choice for Teens. But this past summer, I switched it to Gifts for Teens because talking with my friend Amanda, who her daughter helps, you know, with the Girl Scouts the first couple of years. Um, I don't, we didn't want toys for the teens because they're teens. So we, we switched it to gifts. And one of the biggest things that we struggled with the first few years is people assume because they're teens, they want Xboxes and they want Playstations and they want these big ticket items. You know, if you ever look at the, like, the wish list of these kids, like, they're happy fuzzy socks. iPhones. You know, just... These kids just want simple things. They just want something under their tree. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't have to be, it, it, it's not the concept of the, the, the amount of the item. It's the thought that goes into the item yeah. Yeah. is what they're more concerned yep. about. I there. push five below all the time for gifts because they make great gifts for teenagers. You know, they have games there. They have puzzles. They have tons of makeup for the girls. And Electronics. And, like, yeah. T-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. All that, all that mm-hmm. simple stuff that, yeah. that goes a long way with them. Mm-hmm. Something they can use daily and be, be more receptive to. Um, so kind of now leading into 2021, I know we're still, uh, we April 11th or so. I mean, I, I could put, I could have put my Santa hat on for this to get in the Christmas spirit. I was going to dig out my Christmas stuff. So I, I, don't I thought about trying to find my Christmas hat just in case Chad took any pictures. So I was really in the, the Christmas spirit here. But, uh, what's the, what's, what's the goal for this year? What's the, what's the ambition for this year? Actually, since we're starting off, like it, with it being April, when you're talking about the like the goal for the year, can you also talk about the timeline? Like, when do you start putting boxes out? When do you start, sure. you know, doing your Facebook posts or kind of the media end of it and, and you know, 
Build so, it up. Uh, the goal for this year is really to get 501C, C3. you know, C3, um, which takes time. I'm afraid to fill out the paperwork the wrong way, which is why we would like a lawyer to do it for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, reach more families. I'm hoping we, I loved our process in 2019. We were able to sit down with the families, fill out the applications, explain to them everything, how the process works. Because um, we accept all the applications, everybody goes on a wait list, and you get pulled off the wait list as the items come in. So we're, it gave us that face-to-face to explain exactly how the program worked. And then I would call people, I make all the phone calls, call all the families and you know explain to them that, yeah, you know we've accepted your application, or if there's a question, I'll ask the question. We do accept kids up to 18 as long as they're still in high school. Um, we have taken some older autistic children, too, who are technically adults, but they're not adults. Absolutely. So we've accepted donations and gifts for them. We've um, so the goal is basically to get more drop-off locations, help more families, you know, reach the community more. Um, two years ago, the Kingston Huskies football team they all came and they helped us wrap. We were done in like two hours, I think, because they brought so many. They were that was an awesome turnout for them. Mm-hmm. Like they had kids, they had parents, they had coaches. Like they all came out to help. Um, get more community involvement with it would be great. And and being. COVID is it's tough yeah so um you know I'd love to have more community involvement but at the same time there's restrictions that are in place right now so like Missy said just reaching more families helping as many families as we can with the donations that we get but we need the donations to be able to do that so so we do start setting up I start reaching out anytime I think of a company actually I'll just like Tomorrow, if I think of somebody, I'll call them or email them and ask if they'd be interested. But we start putting the boxes up in October. I know some people feel that's too early, but um, even if people aren't donating, they're seeing the boxes. So when Black Friday comes around and they're out shopping, they're like, oh, you know what? I saw like a routines box. Let me just grab this for a teen. And it doesn't even have to necessarily match what's posted already because we, so the, the teens get a large item, a medium item, a small item, and what would normally be considered a stocking stuffer. So even if it doesn't exactly match what they're asking for, it could be considered a stocking stuffer. Uh, we don't ask for clothes. I know people ask us that all the time. We don't ask for clothes. Not that some of our kids may not need them, but the idea is Christmas magic. So they, I feel like they should get a gift. You know, A kid doesn't want, even a 16-year-old kid does not want to open up five gifts that are T-shirts. You know, a T-shirt is okay as a gift, you know, if it's like Star Wars or Minecraft Sports. that they like, you know, things that they like like that. But I don't want to give this kid five shirts, you know. And a pair so of socks. So I, I prefer yeah. gifts, you know, like as actual adults, gifts. adults, now we shrug at socks. <laughs> that, 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 oh, socks, underwear, a tie, again, like yeah. the, same, yeah. the same gifts again. But to them, that little bit of different, little, little variety definitely yeah. helps out. Um, so definitely, like, your goal is... so. How many families, right? How many families is an ideal world for you this year? So, um, ideally, I wanted to double our number every year. So, that would put us around 200 for this So, you want to double like the 2019? Teens, not families, yep. but mm. families. So, the 2019 number yeah. of 100, you want to go to 200. Yes, and I think, honestly, if it weren't for COVID and the mail issues, we probably would have hit close to that this year. Um, Children's Service Center sent us a bunch of applications this year, which I thought was amazing. Some of their caseworkers even picked up and delivered to their own families to help the families and to help us out. So, yeah, it was really good. So uh, with the application process, um, if uh, I, I don't like bringing my own personal business into it for the mixed martial arts school, but if we are a, a business that 
works with families that has teens or things of that sort is the ability for us to get an application or fill that application for that family or get that family an application possible? Is that like a possible. future thing? I only, I prefer that um, they fill it out themselves so they mm -hmm. understand because there is a part on there that, there's a paragraph on the back, I should have brought one, but it explains that um, we accept all the applications but they all go on a wait list and you get pulled from the wait list as donations come in. So you may get to put the application in, but based on donations, we may not be able to accept you. And that's important for families to understand, because I think with some other organizations, if you fill out the application, you're accepted. We can't do that because we are so small. So it has to go based on as the donations come in. And uh, so we've had people, uh, companies reach out and say, hey, I have this family, I'll give them or send them, or if it's a personal friend, I hand them the application. And if they're willing to go over the information and make sure they understand it, yeah. Um, what I call accept them, I make sure they're able to pick up. Uh, by the time they're accepted, we have a pickup location and a time and a date. So uh, I make sure that they're able to make it before we officially accept them. I just think, uh, I was just thinking of that off the top of my head, just because of like a lot of businesses, even many football, or no, I shouldn't say football teams, but even high school teams yeah. that may not have, or may have someone on their team that barely can afford cleats for football or gloves for baseball, you know what I mean? Like, I know those are like higher product items, but even if they're getting t-shirts, high socks, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Something, someone on their team that maybe it'll be help, I think like that's a, a great outreach like or a way for Because I know personally at least two as we speak, like that could definitely benefit from this the the, the current situation. Listen, so in a situation like that, I, I'm sorry, Misty. I know I'm speaking for the organization, but for myself, Kyle, I know you personally. I know what you run. I know it's a great thing, and I know about the football organizations and how a kid could need something. So, if you came to us and said, "Hey, I have these two kids that really need like their family struggling." What can you guys do? Misty would give you an application. You'd fill out the application or ask the family to. And then um, you just give it to us. And it's just basically the same thing that is going online and asking for one. It's not going to be emailed. You're just going to personally give it. Absolutely. So I will say two years ago there was a boy at Tech. And um, he needed work boots because all the shops at Tech require certain things. And... Either his boots weren't good enough or he didn't have them. I don't remember what they it was. They were still toe. But if he didn't have them after the Christmas break, he was going to have to leave the tech program. He would have to go to his high school. So the Bob told me this when uh, we were filling out the application. So we pushed and we pushed and uh, one of our drop-off locations actually went out and purchased the boots for him. So there are certain things that I will post like that. Like if the family says somebody, uh, we had a girl this year who really loved volleyball and um the family didn't have much. The girl had some special needs and stuff, and we posted. We got three volleyballs. We gave her all three. You know what? She has a practice one. She doesn't want to take to school with her, and with one break, she has a third. Absolutely. So, yeah. no, that's... So as, like, fair. teachers in the area that are working with teens, if they if they know or see of someone, they can obviously, like, reach out to you. Yeah. Like, if someone is someone's family cannot provide what they need for school because of current situations or things of that sort, that option is always available, not guaranteed, but yeah. you... Right, we just gotta be careful with that. We ha we do need the family's names, yeah. because if it's a double application, it, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? And the family has to agree to it. Yes, absolutely, I'm, I, I understand there's back end work, but they can at least take the step to try. Yeah. Yes, yeah, they that's can. definitely welcomed. Yep. Um, with the Children's Service Center thing, there were a couple of families, when I called them to accept them, they said, I didn't fill out this application. They said, okay, I'm sorry for bothering you. 
you know. So, and then they just didn't get accepted, not because I didn't want to accept them, but because they said that they didn't fill it out. So that's the only hesitation that I have with stuff with that. Like, and the organization definitely has the best interest. Yeah, I'm not saying it was anything. Yeah. No, absolutely. I'm sure there's definitely exactly that situation that they feel they at this current moment they feel, might feel like their backs against the wall, yeah. but three, four, five months from now when September, October comes around, it might be a different story. You might be receiving that phone call back to, hey, you know, I kind of spoke to you in April and yeah. times have changed kind of thing. So yeah. we do start accepting applications September, October, and we will accept, I will accept applications right up until Christmas Eve. We've, I, I had a phone You've call the it. one year. <laughs> really had me crying, but uh, <laughs> I had a phone call the one year and I said, yep, yeah, give us some time to put this stuff together. And we took it to So we'll accept applications right up until Christmas Eve. And part of this, like the most rewarding part of this for us is when Misty said she cried. Um, like <laughs> just hearing, like seeing the joy in these families, like the parents thanking us so much, like people are truly being grateful for the community and what we do. And when I say we, I don't mean me and Misty. I mean everybody involved, the community from the donations to everything. So like that's what it's about. It's not about just giving somebody a gift. It's about truly making Christmas magic happen for the child and for that family. So so there's a family that always sticks out in my head. I think it was our second year that we were doing this. And um, the boy wrote and like messaged the page and asked if he could apply for himself and, him, and his sister. And he said, if you can't help me, if you could just help my sister, that would be good. So um, he filled out the application with me online. And um, when I called, he said, I'm sorry, but... Nobody can give me a ride to come and get the stuff. So Ben and Tim took the stuff to him. Like that little boy reached out, like from the start to the finish. Like that day, he was like, "My aunt can't give me a ride. My parents can't give me a ride." Blah blah blah, blah you know. And uh, I said, "Don't worry about it. We'll bring it when we're done passing out." So mm-hmm. that little boy, I always wonder where he's at and what's going on with him. But you but know. You, uh, deep down, you know, you made a difference that that year, yeah. that day, whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, he'll always remember that that time that. that and he saw Ben coming out the car door <laughs> with Gibbs, Gibbs so, in his hand. But no, uh, that's that's the ultimate thing. It's called Christmas magic for a reason. And that's what we try to bring as a whole. So, you know. I think that's something that a lot, uh, myself included, uh, we forget about. Like Christmas isn't about the size of the gift or the amount of the gifts you get. It's really what goes into the gift. And those children that receive these gifts... Uh, know the work and the thought and the process that that, that not, they may not, but I should say their parents know the, the mm-hmm. thought process that goes behind it. Not that you went and bought them a $500 Xbox or a $1,000 phone that they may break in the next two months. <laughs> they have a pair of socks that they can keep their feet warm and walk to school or go to school in or a T-shirt that's not dirty right. or a T-shirt that doesn't have holes in. Mm-hmm. I think that's truly... Um, uh, that's the true Christmas spirit. That's the, the, it's not the size, it's, it's what you put into it. And I think that gets lost a lot of times through our, through our Christmas holidays. And I'm going to say this without approval of my wife, just so you all know. So if mm-hmm. I get in trouble and you hear it on the air. <laughs> a quick I smack in the leg. Or so, like, the so like when you talked about shoes, I remember like growing up as a child, like my family didn't have. And uh, I would always have to wear my brother's old shoes, no matter the condition. So like if we can get a shoe company to help like donate shoes. I know Miss said it's not clothes, but shoes do make a difference. And you know, like, we still give them, they just don't yeah. count as a gift. It's called yeah. an, an additional item. So shoes are huge. Like we do you, people judge people off of what they have on their feet and it's weird, yeah. but it's the truth. That's very true. 
Um, so if if I'm reaching out to everybody, if there's a shoe company out there or a family or somebody that can donate shoes, that would be great because we do have a need for shoes, yeah. boots. Um, don't forget, we're doing this in the winter months. Like a lot of these families don't have enough to buy their kids school clo- school shoes, play shoes, and a pair of boots for the winter time. We had a family who needed coats this year, and um, my friend Amanda, her family helps us. Uh, she went and bought the coats herself. Yeah. The so. worst thing is too, like kids just don't stop growing. They so don't. They always. <laughs> yes. Get, like uh, you know, my son goes to Kyle's school, and he's been there two years. I think in the time he's probably grown a foot and, and twenty pounds. <laughs> So, you know, but the, the kids just never, they never stop growing. So that mm-hmm. need for shoes or for, you know, maybe just the next size up in pants or, or shirts could definitely help. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even snow pants too, I'm assuming probably yeah. though. Yeah. Those aren't a, a common item, but I mean, as a child going out and playing in the snow and not getting your sweatpants soaking wet on your yeah. first dive in there <laughs> is probably a huge experience, not freezing yourself to death mm-hmm. out there. We've had kids ask for fishing poles. I think every year we've had yeah. at least one kid ask for a fishing pole. This year the mom said, you know, he's got this old fishing pole that was his uncle's from years ago, but can't afford to buy him because she had custody of several other children that weren't hers, and she herself was not in a great position, and he got a fishing pole. So when you say... Yeah. Um, when you say, I, I believe you said your goal for this year is 200 families, right? No, 200, 200 teens. 200 teens? Okay, 200 teens, okay. <laughs> but so, so do you have a set number of gifts per per teen that you help? Uh, we have four to five. Four to five? Okay. Four to five. Four to mm-hmm. five. Yeah. Yes. That's a lot of gifts to wrap. It is. And that's a lot. That's right. We usually ask for the community's help to wrap. Um, oh. The 93 teens that we wrapped for this year because of COVID, I think it was like, Eight of us that were rapping for all these. Yeah, we had we, arthritis and carpal tunnel right there. We had a great team, though. We had a great time. Yeah, like yeah. Christmas music, so, yeah. some pizza. Yeah. You could bribe anyone with pizza. <laughs> we did, too. <laughs> so, yeah. But everybody that's, those eight people that were with us have yeah. that same mindset as we do. They've been with us from year from, one or two. Yeah, um, so, like, we have, we have our special rapper, and she is awesome. Like, she's an older woman. And her daughter, actually, the first, no, the second year. First year. Was it the first year? No, the f- second year. Okay. First year we I was did right the first the time. I was right for once. <laughs> so the second You're year. You're walking home now. Yeah. Yeah. for that one. <laughs> her, you this, a good day for it. <laughs> it's You're right. Uh, this woman's daughter brought her to the gift wrapping because her mother loves wrapping gifts that much. And her husband had just passed away. And her husband had just passed away. And I'm not going to say her name because I don't. No, she'd want no. me to. But this woman, that's her, she looks forward to this all year. Like, that's her joy. Yeah. So it's amazing. I was going to say, you're not only providing for the, the, the teens, but the, the people that help also feel a sense of, uh, I don't want to say pride, but. Uh, I, mean, I would pride. say pride. I would. No. That's a good way to put it. That second year we had a realtor company. I can't remember the name of it offhand. They came and they helped wrap. And mm-hmm. uh, the lady, it was a lady, her husband, and their two kids. They came and they wrapped. I usually don't like kids to come wrap because I don't want to ruin Christmas magic for them, but um, as long as they can understand the concept of what they're doing without ruining their own Christmas, I'm okay with it. <laughs> but uh, she said she thanked us so much. She said our kids needed this. They needed to you know, see what they can do for other people. And I don't remember all her exact words, but she was just so grateful for the opportunity to bring uh, her family. And that humbling experience for mm-hmm. them because, like I said before, like that Christmas, Christmas magic gets lost of, like, Oh, Santa's gonna bring me an Xbox. Santa, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Things of that sort. Yes. Um, 
So, uh, for so, where can people kind of find out more about this? Uh, is it Facebook page, website? Uh, how do you like to be reached out to and communicated to? Most of it is through Facebook. Um, it's gifts for teens. Uh, that's all it's called. It's gifts for teens. Simple you know, and sweet, right? To the yeah, point. it's gifts for teens. Uh, we do have an email. Uh, the email is still toysforteens at yahoo.com because I haven't switched it over to gifts for teens just yet. Because um, some of some people are still using it, so I haven't switched it over. So it's still Toys for Teens at Yahoo, um, or on Facebook. All right, and that's so. where they can they can message you or email you, and then you can get them an application if they need yeah. it. Um, again, like local businesses can reach out to you there or your email for drop off locations that yeah. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, preferably that way is the the easiest way possible. Or yeah, if they see you walking now. down the street, like, hey, you're the toy, the gifts for teens. Like, oh, no, that has please. happened. Yes. But that has happened. I can imagine. It, that, has. it actually happened <laughs> when uh, our first year at your shop, went, so what, two years ago? Yep. Uh, I was in Dollar General, and I was buying uh, something. I think it was scissors. And the woman said, wow, why are you buying all the scissors? And I told her what we were doing. She's like, well, my daughter needs help. So she followed me to your shop. Oh, yeah, filled out an application uh-huh. and got her her daughter the help that she needed for three kids for yeah. three kids mm-hmm. so yeah it's happened it's not so much as i like i like it like that because you know <laughs> you kind of you're, you're the behind the scenes work of it i <laughs> am the misty is the brains of this operation her and uh amanda do everything i'm just i'm the yes man she tells me what I need to do. Yes, babe. Yes, dear. I got you. <laughs> Y'all hear that? Husband's out there. That's a successful life right there. Yeah. Learn early. Well, we've been together for what? 21 years this year. Mm-hmm. So Did get it, it right? works. Yeah. Okay. It works. Her face, she was like, is he going to nail it or not? <laughs> well, you would have heard the smack if I got it wrong. <laughs> so, uh, no. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we just, we love it. We really do. Uh, at first, I was a little nervous. Being the husband, I was like, babe, you're exposing yourself to all these people. And she's like, yeah, but there was a bigger picture. And we've helped out the community before. I mean, Misty and her one friend did a thing when we had that hurricane. It was hoagies. What was it called? Saving Brooklyn one hoagie at a time. That's what it was. So um, when that hurricane happened, I put together a football game, just a bunch of friends for a turkey bowl, and we loaded up trucks of trucks with food clothes hoagies well no that was part two part oh. one we only took hoagies up to them we fed 300 people just based off of hoagies okay and then part two was we took up clothing and okay. gifts and stuff see that's brains. why she's the brains, brains. I, was say. I, I got them mixed up but i had the right intentions yep absolutely <laughs> um but no so like we've always been involved it's not like it's something new it's just this was a big thing to take on, and we said, let's get it. Well, I, she said, let's get it. I, said, I yes, didn't babe. say let's get it because I don't speak like that. I do. <laughs> I'm sure hers was a little more politically correct. Of the I had to break it down to Ben's terms. You know what I'm saying? So, Definitely. But it is close to our heart. I say that all, all the time because it if it wasn't for the friends in the community that we have, Mia and Joshua had Christmas that first year. So. Yeah. So. so when you mentioned, um, you know, that you're you, – are upping the number of teens that you want to help this year? Do you have aspirations to also up the number of, of families that you're going to provide dinners for? Um, and who might have helped with providing dinner in the past? Did you have any one restaurant that did it, or how did they do that? No restaurants helped. I, how the dinner thing works, though, is like we don't accept an application for a dinner. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I'm going to use a family for example, but I just want to use the location. Okay. Uh, the family already had three teenagers of their own. 
something happened to their friends, and they took on four more teenagers. Oh, wow. We have a teenage son at home. I know how much he can eat. Yeah. So providing a meal for that many teenagers in one house, I felt like was something that we should be able to help out with. So it's usually when I call the families to accept them and I get information from them, it's through speaking with them and kind of getting to know them a little bit, certain families stick out to us. So we've had other families that stuck out, and uh, we provided the entire Christmas, even for a couple of younger kids, because sometimes we do get younger donations. Um, so it's really based on, I don't know. So you're not maybe? putting on a little yeah. spin wheel and just spinning and no, randomly selecting no, where it's no, going to no, land no. today. No. And, and, you know, can you imagine feeding seven teenagers? No. Just, I, I don't have any kids <laughs> myself. I don't know how much I eat, let alone seven of them. Yeah, so. Yeah, and, and for the food, the restaurants don't get involved. It's us seriously, like, saying amongst ourselves, hey, we have this family. Okay, I'll get the turkey. I'll buy this, and then somebody be like, "Oh, I'll get the stuffing." We have like so, an unofficial committee yes. of everybody of people who've helped us every year. So these aren't donated. These the the dinners come from us directly. Oh wow! So um, you know, it's just us trying to come together, help the community, and just do a little more on the top. I for guess. For this year, the family that we provided the whole dinner for and the whole Christmas, uh, because of COVID, they they couldn't leave their house really unless it was doctor's appointment. So how's she gonna go to the store and shop for Christmas dinner? So I said, guys, I just spoke to this woman. I think this is our family to give dinner to this year. Mm -hmm. And everybody agreed. And then we met the other lady who said, well, stuff happened and I only have this. So okay, don't worry about it. Give us a day and we'll give you the rest. Mm -hmm. So. So in this year when we dropped off to that family with the boy with cancer, like he sat on the porch because he's high risk. He watched us bring everything from the vehicle up to the porch, and he was crying. His mom was crying, and they're just saying thank you like a million times as we're just carrying on there. And uh, it just that that just means a lot because we know when everything happened with our son, how we felt when our friends and the community had helped us. Absolutely. So it's our way of constantly saying thank you to everybody. Definitely. Um, anything else you would like to add before we get to our closing things? No? No, I mean, all? hopefully we'll be able to accept community volunteers to help sort and wrap this year. And, you know, we're open to more drop-off locations. And, you know, our goal is to help as many families as possible. So if they need it, I ask them to just reach out. That's it. You well said. Ben, uh, we're leaving Ben speechless right here. <laughs> all right, she before Chad <laughs> clicks the button, and he might punch me in the throat for this one, reach me across for this, uh, I'm going to let you know now on the podcast, NEPA Inspired will also be uh, a donation fund for you guys. Uh, we would like to pick up a family or two. Um, you can leave this on record. You can remind me about this podcast, whatever it may be. Um, I, was but, that, I was thinking that too. So, uh, see, all right, good. I'm yeah. saved. No throw <laughs> punch for me. But uh, I definitely would like us to be a part of it um, and kind of help as much as we can. I know that you guys use the school, but I already have the school. I already have the building. I, that, that's not enough for me. I mean, you guys, Ben knows me. You guys know me. I like to go and do more. And Chad's always uh, on board or whatever I, whatever we uh, crazy idea I throw out at him. So um, it's definitely something we want to be a part of. We want to help you guys. We want to help it grow. We want to reach you, help you reach that number and then some. All right, so if there's any way that any businesses that are listening, any other local friends, if you guys want to get involved and you guys want to jump on ship and, and kind of start making a difference uh, and don't know how, uh, Misty and Ben uh, are awesome people, incredible people, and 
they're genuine people. They're not they're not just doing this for their own recognition. They're doing this for the community. And I know by just listening to this podcast, you guys can definitely get the vibe and the feel of what kind of people they are. Um, so I would like to greatly thank you guys for coming on episode three. Um, this is uh, Kyle and Chad Vale with NEPA Inspired. And thank you guys. Thank Thanks. you.